tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, dirty heifers, and welcome... <laughs> show here at AfterBuzz. I am your host, Keaton Markey, and I have the two lovely ladies to my left, right? Yes. I, on the camera will be different, but yeah. introduce yourself, ladies. I'm Stephanie Wanger, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stephanie Wanger. Hey, everybody. I'm Paulina Aguilar, and you can find me on Twitter at underscore Paulina Aguilar. And you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Keaton Markey. But I want to dive right into this episode because you guys, if you're with us live or even if you're watching a little bit later, we have a special guest calling in today. Uh, you might know him as uh, Chad Radwell. Chad. <laughs> yes, Chad. The Chad is calling in. Uh, Glenn Powell uh, will be calling in a little bit later into the episode as long as technology is with us. So pray that the force is with us. Uh, and yeah, because he's calling from way overseas and uh, getting up super early to do it so he loves you guys and he has been watching the show so he says thank you and i'm sure he'll say it himself as soon as he calls in so you guys finale we know who the killer is let's dive right in hester reveal how do you feel about it go none of us were right none That's of us are right all of our hypotheses were wrong I think last week we said it couldn't be Hester, and then as soon as it was revealed at the kind of the beginning of the second hour of the finale, we go, Hester? Like, that, at least that was my reaction. Mm -hmm. And then it all makes sense when you actually start putting those puzzle pieces together. And they did a great job of putting those puzzle pieces together, how she was able to the do backstory. this. Yeah, they yeah. gave us a lot of backstory today, which, which you know, I think it, it took maybe a little bit away from kind of what we're used to seeing in the Scream Queen episode, the kind of like the boom, 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 kind of scene after scene after scene. Um, but they did answer, I feel like, all of our questions. I don't have any more questions about why things happened or certain things. Um because a lot of times you can just be like, well, it's Scream Queens. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything can happen in this world. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think there was a time about halfway through the season where I think we were all pretty sure it was probably Hester. Or like, I mean, that was kind of our maybe number top two or three sub uh, suspects. But they definitely kind of drew the scent away from her in the last uh, couple weeks. I just felt like we hadn't seen her enough. She was kind of... In the background. In the background, and maybe that's the point. Maybe she couldn't have done it if she was, uh, like, the Chanel or Grace that we talked about last week mm -hmm. being at the forefront of our minds. Maybe she had to be in the background to accomplish all these murders. Yeah, and I, and I do like her backstory that we got about how she grew up in the mental institution and why she chose to be, you know, neck brace. And, you know, because it all, it, it just... It made her seem so much more diabolical and not just like stupid and annoying and like kind of like like she was a very smart murderer yeah. and smart killer, and uh, I appreciate that whole backstory. I think we probably should have suspected her when she was in love with the whole, let's just, you know bury the body and cut this and cut that. Like she knew limbs and muscles and all that stuff. 
that probably would have you loved, given it away. You loved her school class list. That was like one of your favorites. Oh, that was like, hilarious. You, she was dying, and I was I was like missing it. And you're like domestic terror. You know, <laughs> like what kind of classes are those? No, it's not offered at most colleges. That's I for know. Sure. I I almost took a Harry Potter. I took a chocolate class in uh, college. Chocolate? Yes, it was an eight a.m. Which Lord help me, but we got like super expensive free chocolate every single time we came to class. It was like super, like I don't know, like crazy, like high end. The most crazy delicious. one I've seen that a lot of my friends took was rock and roll history, of rock and roll. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple friends have taken wine, like wine tasting, wine what? making classes. Yeah, yep. yeah I've heard of that. Yep. And they go into a wine, Shut to a winery, up. and all that stuff. This is a whole oh, tangent onto itself. I know, onto itself. So, um, we had two episodes, two hours tonight, and in the first hour there was a lot of action, and then the second hour was a lot of explaining. Um, and we lost, we lost dear, dear Pete, who we did also should have died. Who should have died? Okay with yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> we're okay with Pete dying, um, but we do find out a lot of information. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline from him as he's trying to explain to Grace why he did what he did and why he doesn't want her to take her virginity because he's a murderer, but then he doesn't want to let her go. So it's very... Which the mentality that he came from was a murder in itself. I mean, he claims that he's doing, you know, it's a... He murders for good. He murders the bad people. Mm -hmm. It still makes him a murderer. Yeah. He's still psycho. And he still shot Chanel with a crossbow. Which, that's what I felt was when he's like, I, but, you know, it was interesting hearing his backstory about, like, how he was connected to Chanel and seeing her strange sexual things that, uh... Well, you start to understand why he would be so upset. Like, that was what I found so interesting about kind of the background that we got tonight was that, um, you saw why all of these characters got to the place they got. And mm-hmm. in some ways, I would have preferred all that background to come in the first hour and then have all the action in the second hour. Just Yes, just, I agree with you. Just because I feel like it, it would have been a more, like... Exciting? Yeah, or, like, just, like, I would have understood all the things that happened in the first... Like, I think I would have had a greater appreciation for it. I see that. I mean, I really did enjoy that first hour, though, a lot. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the back and forth between Grace and her dad. Then they set up. Um, <laughs> this is so awkward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I love how when Pete died, like, there was never an investigation. Like, we never kind of got a conclusion to but Pete's But we don't death. even know how Chanel, I mean, how Chanel, how Grace got out. All we see is the devil about to knock her. I'm assuming he knocked her out. Because she mess- knocked her out. Because yeah. technically, at that point, that's Hester who did that. Right. And he, she likes her. Yeah. But he seemed a lot bigger than who, what Hester was. Like, I remember even you you guys were like, oh, that's a dude. Yeah, I've been saying that all season. <laughs> that was probably a production move. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Somebody loves your hair. They're saying Uh-oh. hi on the chat room. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, anyways, uh, so we move on to uh, Grace and Zayday now are trying to become investigators again. And uh, they send... Grace's dad into kind of seduce Dean Munch. Uh, who ends up actually liking her. Yeah, who they actually have a real connection. And, um, but I will, and I love Oliver Hudson. I have praised Oliver Hudson <laughs> to the ends of the earth. He has the funniest Instagram and Twitter. But I do not need to see him 
in a black weenie bikini. Well, we Not did necessary. see. We did see some continuity. There was continuity error. You go. Yeah. You go. There was continuity because he went from the black underwear to boxers. He did. Yes, we we definitely. You caught that. She caught that. Oh, you unless he that. soyled okay. himself like during the act and then just changed. Can we the, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just. Yeah. I'm trying to find explanations here. I, you know. Right. No, I, it was a good catch. But what I have to say about Oliver Hudson is that he went for it. Like he, I have to say, like he really like. Because that's a scene that is so awkward, I would imagine. Not only Oliver Hudson, Jamie Lee Curtis went for Yeah, exactly. They both did. And it's like, and because that's a scene that you can imagine actors being, that's pretty awkward to do. And But that's what makes them great actors. Yeah. Is that they do go for it. Yeah, it was, yeah. They, and it made it funny. Yeah, and I just felt like, yeah, they totally did. And it was, it was really funny to watch. Yeah, it was, I thought they were great in that. And but um, I just thought it was hilarious how throughout the episodes, us three were sitting and we're like, oh, it's dead Taylor Swift. And oh, and the candles in the house before that scene oh, and Keaton said it was a candle blogger because we thought everybody was going to come back from the dead. Yeah, uh, again to the PA we who lit all those candles <laughs> our hearts go out to you yeah. um, tough job. That is a tough job and uh, you did a good job because those candles looked awesome. Um, I wonder if Glenn knows that PA. <laughs> yes! Yay! Round of applause for the PA on Scream Queens who had to light all the candles. Or it might be a PA or a prop guy. I feel like maybe it's if PA. it's union, it's probably props, though. If it's union, it's props. Because that's illegal for PA. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> I digress. Okay, so we have Pete's confession death. We got all that. Then, um... We, we kind of just get a lot of random stuff going on in the middle. The and dynamite. The, pizza oh, guy. my God, the pizza guy. That was guy. disgusting. That had to be the grossest death I think we've gotten. But I we didn't see all of it. All we saw was like... Yes, and I, I and all thing. honestly, I, I covered my eyes. I, I couldn't. Yeah, that was that was one was over the line for me personally. <laughs> okay, uh, or someone wants it. Hester did kill Gigi. They just have a question. Uh, did kill Gigi, and uh, she did. She killed Gigi because um, I what, why, what was the reason again? Like she didn't. Uh, I, I don't think, know. Actually, I, I think that it was just that she to get her felt, out of the way. Yeah, yeah she to, didn't need yeah, her. She didn't was, need her anymore. Yeah, exactly. She felt like she didn't help her or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so rude. The woman would tell her everything. Yeah, <laughs> I love the, the little kids uh, when they did oh, the when flashbacks. They're fighting? Yeah, suck ass. <laughs> This is an after nine show, so we can say some gas <laughs> on this show, yeah. as well as idiot hookers and uh, well, I don't even know how I entered the show, but I was gonna say, <laughs> something we, heifers. After uh, <laughs> nine, it's all good. <laughs> oh, what? Yes, I can. What? What can I do? We can oh. say whatever you want. Oh, yeah. I, I'm seeing like notes up on the screen. Now yes. it's a show, <laughs> and Glenn will be calling in. He's not here in studio because he's currently in a Mon Jordan shooting a movie. Uh, so people on the chat are all chatting it up. Um, so Chanel gets shamed. on Chanel campus. Chanel does get shamed on campus. I really liked how that scene happened when people were reading her like little manifesto that she wrote to all the Chanel, oh, which was again very very mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she does get shamed. And uh, she has to find a way for people to like her again, which causes her to go talk to Melanie the Dorcas. Melanie Dorcas, uh, who she did not mean to uh, kind of disfigure in a uh, spray tanning accident. And we see Melanie Dorcas, and we were all thinking it was Melanie Dorcas yeah. for a while, and turns out it wasn't Melanie Dorcas, but she's I got some awesome mastiffs. Yeah. I feel like we had so many predictions throughout the season on this like every week we were coming up with somebody different doing it until the last few weeks where we I think we kind of came into a more yeah like idea of what we thought was going to happen 
But it's, I think that's like a testament to the show mm-hmm. that they did a great job because you really didn't know till the very end. Yeah, Ooh. you were being kind of like pulled in different directions. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say dicked around. It's <laughs> <laughs> so after you, nine, I can you, say anything I, I want. Like, I was going to say, you're really going for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we were, we've been dicked around by Scream Queens all season. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Chanel is hated. She goes to apologize to Melanie Dorcas, and then while she's trying to basically kill Melanie Dorcas is when Zayde and uh, Grace. Grace run in and reveal that, no, 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 it's not her. It's Hester. It's Hester. Right. And then they go find Hester, and Hester has a, that was gross too, the freaking stiletto to the eye. Oh. oh. And even like when that was going on, we were all thinking it was Chanel number five. Because Chanel yeah. number five had to leave because of her Tinder thing. Mm-hmm. And then she was acting all suspicious. And then she had that look and the camera didn't have that in. look. Yes. And then um, she was like the only one upstairs back in the house when Hester was stabbed in the eye. So, you know, Hester Hester got away with it. She, she covered her tracks very well. I have to say, Ned. though, it's hard to have sympathy for any of these characters. I, I feel like at this point, it's. it's I don't think you're meant to have sympathy for them. Yes. Um, but I did have a lot of sympathy for Chanel number five when her parents uh, <gasps> disowned her. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel so bad for Chanel number five. Yeah, I was just like, your parents are like, even if you do the most awful thing, hearing your parents say these things to you. But I don't like so should, like Chanel number five, played by Abigail Breslin, who has been awesome in the show, yeah. uh, she I I've never really hated her. Ever. I just feel so terrible for her because she literally just gets ripped Slam, apart yeah. by everybody. Every yeah. single person. But even her parents. Her parents took it to a whole nother level tonight. I was just like, oh, I feel I know. legitimately bad for you. Yeah. I felt very, very bad for Chanel number five. Chanel number three, on the other hand, uh, she was loving. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, she, she denied first that she was like, I am not the killer. I am not the killer. But then all the letters from Charles Manson. She accepted it. She's like, yeah, she's okay, okay, I guess. I guess. And because she accepted it, we got to see her with real hair, Princess Leia buns, which makes me so happy and so excited to see her in Star Wars next week. Amazing. Because if you guys don't know Billy Lord, who's awesome, she will also be in the new Star Wars movie, I believe playing a younger version of Princess Leia, who is her mom. So get excited for that. Yeah, like what a fun little shout out to Star Wars. Absolutely. How cool. Yeah, exactly. Shoot, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's great. Like, and it's something for like the fans to pick up on amazing um and then we get into this trial Mm -hmm. which i i mean denise just arresting everybody with like no it seemed like very little cause but she was still watching you zay day Mm -hmm. she's still watching zay day yeah (laughs) and but the three chanel's they're the ones who went down (laughs) they did and hester was able to get all of them blamed in some way in a way that you know, it didn't completely seem out of the realm of possibility. And, you know, when we see the, the jurors give stand up to kind of read the verdict, we see that they not said not guilty. And then Chanel, of course, has to go off in her Chanel way. And uh, we very quickly, they changed the jurors' minds to guilty because Chanel's a bitch. And, yeah, they all go to the insane asylum, which... It's kind of fitting because that's kind of where this story began and these murders were kind of thought up of. And so for the these asylum. three girls then to have to live out the rest of their lives in this insane asylum is very fitting. And it's also hilarious that they're like, it's basically a sorority house, which 
It is, because I've been in a sorority house, and it's basically an insane asylum. <laughs> we have circles, and we talk about how our feelings and how to make them better. And No, uh, <laughs> no I mean, it was like, it's very funny, because you, you could start to see those, like, obviously, the sorority house on Scream Queens and the mental institution are the two extremes, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the most extreme version of these things, but you do see, like, the odd little parallels between the worlds they created. I won't say in reality. That's the case, but um, in the worlds they created, you definitely see the real or the similarities between these. Yes, yes. Am I the only one that forgot about Denise and Chad? I think I forgot about Denise and Chad too, Uh, because Chad has slept with everybody. Basically, I feel like. Um, And speaking of Chad, he's actually on the line. I'm hearing, Uh, Glenn, are you there? Is he there, Glenn? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Sorry guys, just lost him. He should be calling me ah! soon. Sorry. Killing me, small. Sorry, it was ringing. I saw it. It was ringing. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been such a smooth transition, too. I was so excited. Damn. I, I hit yes, and then it was just like, no. No. <laughs> It'll come back. I'll let you okay. guys know. Uh, Chad and Denise. Yes, I completely forgot, but literally, that second hour was saved by Chad. Like, every scene with Chad, I just loved, and it's not only because he's calling it, I just thought, like, he's such great comic relief, and he's no. been such a great character this entire series. Oh, yeah, he's my favorite beyond beyond everybody else. My favorite was the charity. Yeah. <laughs> I went to do a charity. What charity? Uh, all of them? Yeah. Some of the best one-liners from him are so funny, and just, like, press conferences. Like, he's a random dude. Who's coming to this press conference? He had a room full of press. I actually want to ask him if he helped come up with those one-liners. Is yeah. he witty like that? I mean, I know you've known him, and you've heard up with pretty, him, but... Glenn is pretty witty. Um, he, he has some good one-liners. He's not that, like... E- like He's not that, like, mean, like, because all of, I feel like, Chad's one-liners are really kind of mean and oh, sick yeah, and twisted. And, blunt, yeah. and I, don't, I don't like to think of him as being a very sick and twisted right. person, but uh, he might be. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if he was a method actor to get really into Chad Radwell. So and, we'll guys, if you him. are here with the live chat, please join, stay what? with us, and uh, let us know what questions you'd like for us to ask Whoa, him. somebody just said, Scream Queen's Asylum is confirmed. Really, Gleeksby? Are you sure? Where did you see that? Because I want to know where that is. We'll have to ask Glenn I can if see that. heard anything I can see about that. that. Yeah. You can't not sign Emma Roberts we, back. Because we, we were doing some research earlier, and I hadn't seen that yet, so that would be breaking news if that's the case. So very exciting. I want Scream Queen Summer Camp, and that's what D, uh, Diva View said. <laughs> I agree. I, I would love Scream Queen Summer Camp, and I want Chad to be a, a counselor at it. So uh, do we have him back? Yes, we do. Glenn? One moment. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Glenn, you're on. Glenn? Hello. Hi. Hi, Glenn. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, are, are you there, Glenn? Can you hear me? Yeah, I yeah. can hear you. Thank you for waking up early, first of all, to, to call in today. The epi- or the finale was awesome. Oh, man, thank you guys for watching. Yeah, it's a, a little early here in Jordan, but uh, not as early as we're, we're used to. Usually it's like 4 a.m. pickups. Today it's 7, so it's nice. Oh, lucky, wow. lucky us! That you know, meant to be. So, Glenn, uh, you, we didn't. We were kind of sad. We didn't see you that much in the finale. Was that because you had to go um, shoot shoot this movie? Yeah. Well, Ryan did me kind of a solid man. He's a he's a good guy. Uh, you know, this is a movie that was kind of coming down um, the pipeline for a bit, and then um, 
And unfortunately, you know, this, we kept kind of pushing. We were supposed to wrap a whole lot earlier for Scream Queen, so uh, yeah, he he let me be pretty light in the episode. So I just got to come back and shoot that scene with Denise, and that scene at the Dickie Dollar House for one day, and then go back to Jordan. And it was so great seeing your mom. I don't know if you guys know in the chat, and like you guys, I, I told you guys, Cindy Powell, Glenn's mom, was uh, a one reporter. of the, a reporter in that scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've put my mom in like the last like six or seven things I've done. Um, you know, I, I try to I try to Easter egg her in there somewhere. <laughs> you need to start um, getting her like a so, higher billing, Glenn. <laughs> what was that? You need to get her a higher billing. Come on, man. <laughs> I know. Look, there, nepotism only goes so far when you're this powerless in the business. I'm 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 doing my best. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll get her some. You know, some top billing here soon enough. <laughs> All right, girls. I know you guys had a couple of questions when we were... I think we actually had a fan question for you. He wants to know how long it takes to film a Scream Queen episode. Scream Queen episode kind of varies, but usually about two weeks. Two oh. weeks? Because you have a ton of dialogue. Like, how long do you have to... And you have to... You're like... You, like, sork in it. Like, you like, go through this dialogue so freaking fast. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, how long do you have to memorize all those lines for your scenes? Well, you know, it, it, sometimes sometimes I get, like, a week uh, beforehand. Like, that scene with uh, with um, Pete in the Dickie Dollar House, mm-hmm. I got it that morning. Oh. Um, so, oh, my God. So, like, that, there was, like, this really long scene where, you know, the episode kind of was that, you know, the writers were writing literally until the last minute. So that scene with Pete in the Dickie Dollar House where I'm reading Boone's Will. Yeah, I got that morning up. Did you so, at least wow. get to kind yeah, of read that, something, like read some kind of will to help you out? Yeah, well, at least I got to like read part of the will. Okay. Uh, and all that was, you know, made a little bit easier. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of dialogue. And, you know, I guess when it comes down to the wire, the person I'm really impressed with on all that is Emma. I mean, Emma's dialogue is crazy. She's got monologues upon monologues every episode and she just crushes them. She's got she's got a memory like I've never seen on any actor before though. And you worked really closely with Emma. What was kind of you guys' relationship on set and uh, just kind of your you do a lot of kind of very awkward scenes and very funny scenes and how did you guys get through all <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. There's there's actually there's actually one scene that ended up getting cut out, I think because of uh uh Fox censoring purposes <laughs> where I was I was I was uh, I was singing to Chanel while we were having sex. Um <laughs> And it's one of those that, like, it will go down as one of the funniest scenes I've ever filmed with anybody ever. Um, I got I got in trouble um, for my humping from uh, <laughs> from Fox. Um, they, they you know they they don't like Ryan Ryan you know was sitting on set and Brad Falchuk who's one of the other creators was sitting on set and I'm doing this scene with Emma and they're like tell me like well you, like. Like do it, like do it, like make it look real. And I was like, uh, and so like, literally, I'm getting heckled by these guys while I'm doing it. And then it comes back from Fox, and they're like, uh, Glenn looks like he's actually having sex on TV. <laughs> and this is network; it's not appropriate for our viewers. It's a family network, and I'm like, guys. So I had, to, I got a memo from Fox about all that. Take uh, it as a compliment. But, you know, the fact is, those scenes wouldn't be as uh, as as fun or. Um, and the entire experience wouldn't have been as fun, you know, especially if your girlfriend's not so much fun and so pleasant to work with. Because uh, I've been friends with Emma for years, so it was, uh, it was, it was very easy and very fun. Oh, I actually had a question about um, when you found out about who the Red Devil was. Did you know early on in the season, or did that come about as you got the finale script? 
Well, it's it's so funny because uh, like the the makeup trailer and the wardrobe trailer, they all had these like conflicting theories about who the Red Devil was, <laughs> um, and everybody was kind of putting in like money into a pot on like who the Red Devil was. <laughs> but whenever whenever it came out, in terms of you know Diego Benetta was my roommate down in New Orleans, um, and so so Diego and I lived together in the same house. And we had this we had this cool cool house in uh, in New Orleans. And whenever he found out he was a red devil, he was he was Diego's such like a sensitive sweet guy, and he was he was actually a little broken up about it. Aww. how like far into shooting did you did you guys find out? Like, had it started airing already, or um, did you guys like how early in the shooting process did you guys find out? Find find out about the red devil? Yeah. Oh, very very late. I mean, okay. we were this. I'm, we're talking. Found, Diego found out he was a Red Devil. I guess would that be episode ten or oh, wow. no eleven? Yeah, it was, maybe. And he um, and uh, and and so nobody knew nobody knew about Hester until until we started shooting twelve. Wow. wow. So um, I, a couple questions so, from the chat right now. Uh, Brittany wants to know: Are you on board for Scream Queen season two? Are you allowed to say uh, yeah, I've talked to I've talked to Ryan about it. If there's a season two, I'd I'd love to be a part of it. Um, I'm I, I'm I don't really want to drop Chad Radwell um, anytime soon. I mean, we I'm having a blast with that guy. But, uh, yeah, you never know. You never know. We'll, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed. Tell everybody to keep watching. Yeah, and one fan wants to know if you weren't playing Chad, who would you want to play on the show? Well, I, I told somebody this the other day that I I think. Uh, you know Hester. Hester's like the most weird, bonkers character ever. <laughs> she's she's. If, if there's anybody a little more sadistic and weird and you know odd than Chad, it's it's probably uh, it's probably Hester. But you know I've seen Leah you know walk around on that neck brace for for hours upon <laughs> hours every day. So I'm very happy playing Chad because I don't have to wear a neck brace. She looks very uncomfortable wearing that neck brace. She hates it. That's uh, Chad had some of the best lines of probably the, it was Chad Chanat or Chadisms and Chanelisms is what we would call it on the on the show. Do you have any favorite lines that really that you'll never forget? Oh man, um, <laughs> you know uh, what? What do I? I mean, there's so, there's literally so many. Every time I open a script, um, uh, you know, I, I got I got something new and brilliant. You know, Ian Brennan, who's the creator of uh one of the creators of uh Scream Queens was also one of the creators of Glee and he wrote all of uh um what was Sin. the coach's name uh, Jane Lynch's character Sylvester. Sue Sylvester Sue Sylvester yeah. he wrote all of Sue Sylvester's lines so he also writes all of Chad's dialogue <laughs> so did and um i remember opening up i mean that opening the first time you meet Chad whenever he's kind of breaking up with uh, Chanel about not being popular enough, that was one of my favorite monologues I've ever got to do ever. Um, the one about the one about um, you know how everybody wants to give it this you know uh, <laughs> you know girls guys animals in the zoo plants probably the whole thing I loved I loved that monologue. Um, there was there was one about uh, I don't know if you guys remember this when it was in episode like six when I'm breaking up where Hester comes up and she thought we were the real deal. And I, mm-hmm. I say, you know, your muffins probably space mountain levels of fun. Um, <laughs> loved that one. You know, the, the crazier the girl, the, the more fun the muffin. That was kind of fun. Did you have um, any, there's just so many good ones. Did you have any input or ideas that you put in yourself in those lines? Like, did you come up with any of oh, them? Oh yeah. I mean, they, they, they let you, they let you kind of riff and roll 
on a lot of that stuff. I mean, that scene with Boone, what was so funny about that scene with Boone, the first scene you see is when we're, he asked to crawl into bed with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Nick, Nick has been a buddy of mine for a bit, and that scene with the frog, you know, that came out of nowhere. That just happened to be on the bed, and we just kind of riffed with it, and he, he, we just kind of played around with that whole scene. It wasn't really supposed to go down like that. Um, but, you know, Nick is so freaking funny. And, and we, you know, that, you know, where are your hands on the frog? That, that was, that was uh, all Nick. So funny. I mean, you, you got to, like, kind of, you got with every girl, I feel like, on the show, except, well, there was a few. Who did we miss? Yeah, who did we, I don't know. He, Denise... I, I mean, what was it like filming a sex scene with Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> oh yeah, well that was that was day one. Um, no. That was my first scene of oh, the whole wow. the whole shoot. Oh um, my gosh! Be, in bed with Jamie Lee, and Jamie <laughs> Jamie's one of those girls that like she's she's like an. I mean, you know, obviously I like knew who Jamie was. She was a big part of my upbringing. She's you know she's uh, she's been in a ton of movies. She's a very sexy uh, woman. Um, but she, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a hazing process that goes along with being in bed with Jamie Lee Curtis. And, uh, you know, I I remember, I remember, um, I mean, I can't tell you everything, but, uh, what she would, I remember like literally in bed, I was in bed with her and, and she like right before the take, I was like, Oh, I should probably do some pushups. And she goes, and, and, and so I get down on the floor to go do push-ups, and she kicks me. She goes, Glenn, if you do push-ups, I'm going to stab you. And I was like, okay, okay, well, let's chill. I'll chill. <laughs> oh, wow. Day one. That's, that's an awesome story. Yeah, day one. Day. No, Jamie, Jamie's amazing. She, uh, you know, day one she left uh, a little, a big, like, thing of bowl of M&Ms in, in our, in our, tra- our trailers and put her phone number in it and just said, call me if you need anything. And, oh, you know, she sweet. would constantly be buying juices for people and and you know buying lunch for the whole crew i mean she's just amazing so i will definitely be missing jamie lee i mean how close did you guys all get because like there was i mean i feel like you guys were all kind of the same age i mean jay and then there's like jamie lee and oliver hudson who are basically like big kids themselves what was like kind of the camaraderie <laughs> with every i love i have a huge I-, I love oliver hudson with all of my heart and so <laughs> everybody knows on this oh. show like i rant about him every week how much i love him so well, that is so funny. No, too. I'm literally texting with Oliver right now as Shut we speak. Up. Oh my was, god! Yeah, I was. <laughs> Tell it was him so we funny say hi. Because Oliver, uh, Oliver, that I, I told him I, I haven't gotten a chance to see this last episode because I'm was, here in Jordan. I don't know how yours got cut and this one didn't. <laughs> like that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no. I literally, but I, I saw that episode because I was like, oh, I want to see how people are reacting to the final episode. And I saw the clip of of Oliver in bed with with Jamie Lee, and I just was like crying. I was laughing so hard because they busted that scene out on him so last minute. <laughs> and he was he was slightly panicking about it. That was like three days before he shot that scene. He read that in the episode that he's like in bed in his underwear, like seducing Jamie Lee, and he was like, "Oh great!" He's like, "Now this is where the dad bod comes and bites bites me in the ass." Um, <laughs> But he he uh, he's so funny. Yeah, you, you should have a crush on Oliver. He's he's crush worthy. He's a great dude. He's he's awesome. <laughs> so what are you? So tell us a little bit about what you're working on now. Um, you're obviously you're in Amman, Jordan. So you're in the desert. Is is it Sandcastle? Like, what can you tell us about that film? Well, yeah, it's it's very different from Scream Queens for sure. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like a war movie about Baghdad, two thousand four. Oh, wow. um, it's uh, Nicholas Holtz, you know Logan Marshall Green, uh, Henry Cavill, and me. 
Um, and we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're basically, um, you know, it's just, it's just about a, a unit, a tight unit that goes out to a civil affairs unit that goes out to try to repair this, uh, uh get water to these people in this, in this village that's, uh, you know, has no water and essentially, you know, stuff hits the fan and, uh, you know, this, the, the good intentions kind of start crumbling down if it's really good it's one of the best scripts i've read in a couple of years so that's why when um you know i was filming the last couple episodes i begged ryan to uh, bounce because i've been wanting to do this one for like almost two and a half years and play this role so um thank goodness ryan is such a good guy and he's been so generous you know um giving me a, a hell of a role on this show and and hopefully that relationship uh doesn't run out anytime soon because he keeps uh, churning out great stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he kind of and he keeps his people close. It seems so. Like, if do you, are we going to see you in maybe American Horror Story? Do you know any? <laughs> you know, um, it, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. I've, I, you know, I, I've, I've talked to I talked to Ryan yesterday, um, and you know, I'm, he, he's definitely uh, he's definitely going to be a friend. I mean, I've seen him so so much. Uh, you know, while you know, he came down to New Orleans quite a bit and I saw him back in LA a bunch and you know, he's he's now regardless if we work together, uh again, he's a friend for life. Um, but he's he's you know, you wanna stay in his camp because I mean he's not only a genius writer but he's just like a uh, a mind like you've never seen work before. It's really fun because he just sees I mean, I don't know if you've seen the O. J. Simpson trailer or oh, any so of the stuff he's got coming that. out soon. Yeah. It's he's just a genius. It's crazy. He's an IU grad, so, you know. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, is he really? He is. Oh, that is. That's right. I yes. forgot about that. He's from, in, he's from my neck of the woods. Yeah. Go IU. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, you've mentioned a couple of different, very different characters, and one of our fans wants to know, how do you get into character? How do you find uh, a way to kind of embrace Chad and all the other characters you play? Well, you know, it's funny. When I was, like, trying to find Chad's kind of voice and, like, cadence and whatnot, I actually stole a bunch from Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down. Oh, really? Um, That's so funny. You know, yeah, I don't know if you can see that when if you yes, look back, absolutely. but like Kenny Powers yeah. kind of yeah. has the same cadence. Um, and then before I'd shoot, and I'd get made fun of this uh, for this all the time, but I would pump up Lonely Island in my trailer before <laughs> I'd like when I was getting ready. Not back street, but like all that Lonely Island, like goofy high energy stuff, like yeah. it always worked. So. What did your family think? I, what did your mom, dad, your, your all your cousins, what did they think about Chad and about kind of this character and seeing you in some of the situations that they made you go through as Chad Radwell? You know what's so funny is my mom was on set. The first time my mom and dad came on set, it was during that scene where I'm literally like rubbing up on gravestones <laughs> with the Hester. Oh, God. So my mom and dad are there for that scene. And literally, they cut out a lot of stuff. Like they were, like the director, uh, Brad Beaker, was like, yo, Glenn, like I really want you getting up all up on these gravestones. And I'm like, these are fake gravestones, right? Like I'm not rubbing up on like somebody's real headstone, right? He's like, no, no, no. These are all like styrofoam. I was like, great. And so I go to this graveyard, and I'm literally like rubbing up on every – he's like, just, just, we'll just film you. Just like go rub up on a bunch of tombstones. Oh, my God. And my – my mom and dad are like behind Video Village, and everybody's looking at him like, "Are you guys cool with this? Is this like cool?" And she's like, "Yeah, we've seen him do weirder stuff than this before." So. This is true. <laughs> I'm sure they have. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. A couple more questions because I know you have to go. Um, I know you have a, a call time soon. Um, but what was Radwell Thanksgiving like? Radwell Thanksgiving was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, to be a part of because you know that was the thing with Ryan like I remember literally while we were shooting episode episode one 
you know, Ryan's sitting there, he goes, hey, who would be in your family uh, if you were to, if you were to cast your family? And so we kind of started throwing around ideas, um, and I didn't know he was actually serious about it. And then um, at the Scream Queens premiere, um, or I guess it was a few days before the Scream Queens premiere, he uh, he said, hey, dude, he goes, well, you know, who do you want to be your dad? Because I saw that it was going to be Radwell Thanksgiving. He goes, who do you want to be your dad, your mom, your bro- and your brothers? And so I literally threw um, – you know, Chad Michael Murray, who's been a buddy of mine for a long time, and Patrick Schwarzenegger has been a buddy. And literally, he was like, I'm telling you, within the hour, it was the craziest thing. He just goes, I said, you know, what about my buddy Chad? Oh, Patrick. And literally, Patrick and Chad hit me back. I sent up him their numbers, and they hit me back like in 40 minutes. And they were like, yo, I'm going to do your show. I was That's like, awesome. <laughs> And then, you know, Alan, Alan Thick, you know, we threw a bunch of ideas for the mom and, and dad. And, uh, I mean, they just knocked it out of the park. So um, that was a really, really fun episode to shoot. And, and I mean, everybody in that episode is spot on. They're hilarious. They're a, they're a terribly wonderful family. I love them. <laughs> Do you have any, like, like, favorite day on set, favorite story on set, like one thing that will, that will always be in your mind when you think about Scream Queens? Whew, that's a good – that's a really good question. You know, you know what was really – was really uh, a fun day is because rarely do you get to shoot group scenes together you know with kind of the whole cast because usually not everybody's together but that episode uh where it was like the truth or dare episode where kind of the whole cast is locked <laughs> in the same house right yeah um you know where, where i where i outline the uh the rules of truth or dare or lie <laughs> um you know that that was that was probably one of my favorite uh that, that goes down as one of my favorites. And also, you know, with Nick Jonas and Emma, that was one of the first days that we got to shoot together. But it was when we were shooting that golf scene where I'm hitting golf balls at hippies. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, first time, the first time you meet Chad. And it was so funny because I'm like the only unknown person on this whole show. You know, everybody is, you know, everybody's kind of their own a superstar in their own right. And, uh, and Nick and Emma were sitting there. And there's literally, while we were shooting that scene, you can't tell, but behind us, is probably 500 people watching because it's wow. like all these all these you know students were lined up at Tulane watching us shoot this scene and so every time we'd yell cut they would cheer and scream for Nick and Emma and it was like one of those moments I was like oh shoot like this is pretty cool you know people are getting excited about this thing and obviously they don't know who the hell I am but it was still really cool it was like a moment where you realize you're you're a part of something pretty special you know yeah yeah. Oh well, you're. I think. I think with your portrayal of Chad Radwell, I don't think anybody's going to be forgetting you anytime soon. No. And we. I know wow. we asked about you coming back for season two. Have you heard any ideas of all of our fans want to know about uh, a theme for season two? Have you heard anything that you can share with us about that? You know, I mean, uh, Ryan. When we originally talked about it, uh, it was summer camp. Oh um, my and yes! so, That's what we wanted for so long. Sorry to interrupt you. You know, uh, and, and which I thought was a genius idea. And um, so, I mean, I hope that I hope that goes about because we've even talked about some of the funny uh, horror tropes that are kind of done at summer camps. And um, it, Chad r- fits into it very well. It's really, really funny if if it happens. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I I sure hope it happens because. 
I tell you, this show, you know, I, I'm thank you guys for watching it. Thank you guys for supporting it like you do, because um, it has been so much freaking fun to film. So, um, yeah, I hope the party doesn't end anytime soon. Awesome. Well, thank you, Glenn, so much for getting up early and taking the time to talk with us. We, we appreciate were, it. Yeah, we were such huge fans of you this entire season, and we really hope you're back for a season two. Yes, thanks for talking to us. I know. Thank you. Everyone well, on the show. You guys, thank you, seriously, thank you for doing this show. It really, it's amazing. I've been watching. Oh, awesome. Everybody on the chat says you seem like such a sweet guy, and they wish you tons of success. So be safe out there, oh. and uh, yeah, let us know when you get back in L.A. We'll bring you in studio. I can't wait. All right, Glenn. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 I love him even more. And I told you the sweet guy. fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I didn't even say, I didn't let him even say, but you guys can follow Glenn on Twitter and Instagram. I believe it's just at Glenn Powell. Um, and that, so he's obviously, he's such a sweetheart. He has such a funny Instagram. So keep supporting him because he's awesome and he supports us and yeah. keeps us going too. So Always great to talk to a star. And he had so many fun insights into the I want to know more stories. I yeah. know. It's like, Something I he won't say on the air. <laughs> I know. Let's have like a dinner party with him or something. <laughs> I don't know. Invite me to the next Radwell <laughs> Thanksgiving. Sign me up. <laughs> um, so, anything else from tonight's episode? Anybody online? Like anything that we that we want to that we missed or want to talk about? I wrap think up. Got it all. I know. It's like yeah. once you're done talking with Glenn, you really can't like you can't top that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, yeah, that was about it for the show. In terms of what did you think of the ending where they're all in the mental institution and she? Oh, the Red Devil comes over. Yes. It's going to be a season two. Yes, I think that definitely sets up a season two. I don't think they could have ended in any other way but that way. Like I wanted that ending, and um, yeah, there's because the killer the killer lives on. There's always going to so be. So do you think it's still Hester that she just hasn't gotten over it? No, I don't think it's Hester, and I really and we, you know we haven't talked about the scene between Hester and Dean Munch at the very end and the awesome memorial Which that Chad wrote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I really enjoyed that scene. I enjoyed them both being like, you know what? Let's put this to bed. We both know about it, and this is this is going to be done now. Um, but yeah, I don't think if I don't think the Red Devil that was above Chanel would have been Hester. Hester. At all, I think it would be somebody else taking on that identity. Because Hester already got what she wanted. Yeah, Hester's yeah. good. Hester's done. Bye. Yeah, I think it's going to be that they <laughs> she's they a introduce a new <laughs> Red Devil yeah. if there is a season two. Yeah. I can't imagine it continuing on being like there has to be some other twist. Yeah. It. Absolutely. So there'll be a whole new thing. I really, really hope we get summer camp because I think that's what everybody in like the, the chats have been saying how much they want. That's uh, what Glenn wants. Summer, that's yeah. what Glenn Fingers wants. Crossed, yeah. That's what Chad Radwell wants. And we always have to give Chad Radwell what he wants. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I think I think that about wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for watching this season one of Scream Queens with us and watching our after show. Uh, while we're all gone, what other after shows do you guys cover and where can they find you on social media? Uh, I actually started MTV's The Challenge Bloodlines. We air Thursday night, so stay tuned for that. It's a very, very dramatic season. You guys can follow me on Twitter at underscore Paulina Aguilar and on Instagram at Paulina M. Aguilar. And I do the after shows for Supergirl and Pretty Little Liars on Monday and Tuesday nights, so be sure to check that out. And you can find me always on Twitter and Instagram at Stephanie Wenger. Um, I do the after shows for Nashville, which is kind of on a hiatus right now, uh, Rain and Once Upon a Time, as well as I do a Disney movie news show for our Popcorn Talk Network, which is our sister network. And I do a lot of spotlight ons, and I talk movies, so I'm all over the place. I'll tweet it out if, I, if I'm doing you, something cool. You can cool. always find us all. Yeah. 
around. Yeah, too. yeah. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram again at Keaton Markey. Thank you guys so much for your support and love. We love you guys, and uh, thanks for keeping our lights on. We'll yeah. see you next next season, summer camp, maybe, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.